personal log, Lieutenant Poza. Um, I, we found out some stuff. I, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, to be perfectly honest. We went through some sort of time hole. I mean, I know there's scientific words for it, but my brain just, I found out some stuff. And it's, I don't know what to make of it. I don't, it doesn't seem real, but it is real. And, uh, well, I guess we'll just see. I don't know. I, there's nothing I can do about it now. Personal log, Lieutenant Xavier Chacal. The doctor has asked us to review our records. And to be honest, there's less here than I thought there would be. I have more memories than what's recorded. Nothing specifically standing out, but just gaps. Personal log. Loxus ago. You know, we were supposed to go through our personal logs and uh, take a look at them to see if there's any indiscrepancies. The problem is, I don't have a very good memory, and I'm not really sure if half of the shit that's in there happened, or if things I remember aren't in there. I'm pretty confused, but what are you going to do? Personal log, Lieutenant Penny. I don't even know what to think right now. Um, I know what my outlook has always been, and... I know what made me the person I am today, but now I'm really wondering what it is that's made me the Vulcan that I am today, because I saw some things that they just don't make sense. It doesn't add up. And I know that I've done a lot of shit in my life, a lot of drugs, but there's just some things in there that I'm just not really able to piece together to, to figure it all out. So yeah, I've got, I've got a lot to think about. Captain's log. I sent four of my most capable crew, crew members into that black hole. And I think that these same women came out. But only time will tell. We'll figure out more. already <laughs> so the captains call it we say that as we laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this episode's so heavy <laughs> that's um, what you do laugh right through it that's right oh. that's how you cope um so what color of i need to know what color of dice is everyone using today i'm gonna use blue me too the bluesies always spunk two spunk. black and two blue Ooh, oh, no i like that maybe yeah. i'm gonna do two blue two spunk same. Cool. Blue spunk. I want to be the same as Susie. Ashley I'm, better use a green. I am using all oh, yeah. four green because yeah. I am yes. the only motherfucker who has these things. So I'm going to yeah. use the green ones today. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. They match I'm my so eyes. mad about that. <laughs> I know. I just am rubbing it in. Really is what it is. <laughs> Rude. I just want you all to know that I'm using my green dice. So. Okay. Yeah. Special. 
So you guys, um, you know, have gone through your records a little bit, and I'll let you um, talk about that here in a second. But the um, and the Celia, Doctor McKenzie cleared you for uh, work, and you know it's it's been a day or two, and uh, the captain calls you into the. What is that? It's not the ready, not the ready room. What's the boardroom that Captain um, Picard? Conference. Yeah, like is it, the just, con- is it just a boring conference room, or is yeah. it something I think else? They, I think they just call it conference room. It doesn't have an yeah. exciting space name. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, he calls you. She calls you to a conference room, and um, she's just sitting there waiting for you guys. So, um, I, I feel like I would maybe wait at the door either to the conference room or to the bridge or something wherever it leads to um Mm. for somebody else right you don't want to go alone yeah well i would be there like on time a little bit early command all right same um i'm i'm in there and i'm just like wringing my hands okay so well i'll go in and I will also wring my hands a little bit. (laughs) Slow poke. I thought we were meeting outside. (laughs) We did, but but she's... uh, uh, Penny says she's already in the room. Do we say anything to each other? Susie, I just looked it up. It's called the Observation Lounge. Really? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. I just looked it up. I guess it does have a nice... It has those... It has, like, those pictures... Those windows. Those windows. Yeah. Yeah. It has windows to the outside. Very picturesque. Hmm. Uh, so you, you know, some of you meet and then you kind of wander inside and the captain's sitting there and she motions for each of you to take a seat at the table. She says, yes, please sit or stand, stand and pace, whatever's easiest for you, I suppose. I I would probably come in and sit, uh, not right next to the captain. I would. Like in the middle of the table. (laughs) Okay. So Locke sits down, you know, right Mm kind of on the other corner of the captain. Uh, Poza's kind of in the middle. It's like where Crusher always sat. She always sat yeah. in the middle, I think. <laughs> I think I'd sit closest to the door, so I'd be like where... You'd be like across from Loxus? Yeah. Okay. And then Penny, what are you, how, are you, how are you feeling? Oh, I was I was already in there, so y'all sat around me, okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, like sitting there staring at the table, just like staring. So the captain... Looks you over, you know, just not, there's no judgment. There's no, she's Vulcan, right? So there's nothing in her. I mean, wait, I take that back. She's Vulcan, so there should be judgment in her eyes, but there's not. (laughs) What you actually see um, in your captain's eyes is a hint of empathy. And she looks at each of you and she says, well, I have no way of knowing if there's any variance in anything according to your records or I mean your bio scans look fine for all intents and purposes you appear to be the same four women I knew that I sent into that uh, what we thought was a black hole and I the doctor and I asked you to review your backgrounds and well I don't need the specifics maybe later in one-on-one in private we can discuss that but I do need to know if you found any thing 
that would lead you to believe that you are not the women I sent into that black hole. I have a quick question. Yeah. When we went into the black hole, did we like disappear or did we just go unconscious kind of floating in the spaceship and then came back to consciousness? I guess we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Okay. So I can ask the captain then. Yeah. Okay. Captain, I, I do have a question if I may. Yes, go ahead. When we were, well, when you know we were unconscious, when we can tell you that we were unconscious, did the ship disappear into the black hole? Were we just floating around the black hole? I mean, did you really lose us for a period of time? Or? We, we lost you for five minutes, Lieutenant. And then you came back out of the anomaly in one piece, which was more than we expected, to be frank. Did it look like we passed through the anomaly? Or did we come back out the way we came on a reverse tra- trajectory? You... So you came in, you went into the anomaly, and then you came back out. Um, there wasn't a reverse trajectory. It was the same trajectory. It appears to be the same trajectory you had going in. It's coming Just out. passed through. We flipped a U-turn? And this is what I need you to tell me. When you entered the black hole, I mean, I don't assume that it appeared to be a tunnel. That you passed through a tunnel, correct? You simply went in the, the anomaly, and then you came back out. It was not, it was, you know, it's not shaped, it wasn't shaped like a tube, right? This is Susie, not the Vulcan. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's basically just a, uh, it was a s- s- anomaly in, in space and it had a mouth essentially, right? A, a better way to describe it. It didn't have a butt, you know, you went into the <laughs> mouth and you came back out of the mouth, right? We came so, back out of the mouth. Okay, yeah. so that's what I'm asking. Like, we didn't go, like, in the mouth and come out the butt. No. For, <laughs> yeah. for so to speak. <laughs> the other side. If it's a piece of paper, we didn't go in the front and come out the back. We came back out the front. That's, right. per- as far as perception goes, yes. And the reason right. why you would think this is that the butt, the mouth and the butt of what is, if, 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 it was, if it was a tunnel that bridged, and this is the DM again, if this is a, if it was a, and you're all smart enough to put this together, obviously, this is probably is something you've been Is there two holes about. in a straw, or is it yeah. If there was a mouth and a butt, who knows where the mouth, ma- what reality is the mouth in and what reality is the butt in? The butt is the True. mouth. The mouth is the butt. The butt's the they mouth. The mouth's the butt. Yeah. Ass to mouth. <laughs> it's just a space Nobody space. goes ass to mouth. Uh, it's a space nobody does ass to mouth. dangerous. <laughs> what? She <laughs> can get mouth poisoning. <laughs> I let my mind wander for a moment. I space centipede. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> totally deteriorated. We've used the scientific ass to mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what? Maybe it's just butt to butt. It could be butt exactly. to butt. Exactly. We don't know. It right. could yeah. be ear to butt. It could be nostril to nostril to <laughs> eye. Right. Be a whole, <laughs> never even heard mm, of. Yep. Yeah. It could be a single pore in the skin to your butt. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wow. Deep. Well, I hope going in and out of whatever butt or hole or mouth, whatever, I hope it was consensual. <laughs> All I'm saying. It actually wasn't, is the prop that's the press the whole problem, Lox. Right. Shit wasn't consensual. Well, the hole wanted you. Oh yeah. That hole sucked you in. You I did not agree. 
Not the perpetrator. Okay. We were blacked out. That's that's right. We did Mm -hmm. get sucked in and then we blacked out. Yeah. Or did we? Or did you? (laughs) Did we? I mean, I I think we did. Were you dreaming or were you experiencing all of your realities at once? Tripping balls. That's, I think, That doesn't make sense, so I'm going to go with dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I think, where Posa is having a bit of a dilemma is because I know of other instances in history of black holes in different universes. And I understand that there are parallel universes and they exist and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I also know through history of, you know, um, well, particularly Bajoran, uh, gods talking to people and, it doesn't necessarily alter the timeline or alter their timeline or alter mm-hmm. anybody's timeline. It's just they're gone for a few minutes and they come back. So I'm like, I'm being a non-religious person, but a non-religious Bajoran, I'm stumped. Do you know enough about the prophets and prophet experiences, orb experiences, to know if this was similar? Um, myself personally, or Posa as a character? <laughs> Posa as a character. Uh, yes, yeah, no, I I learned all of the shit. I didn't want to, but I was I was Bajoran, and my mom made me, and um, my dad of course went too. But um, I still I learned all of the stuff that uh your everyday average Bajoran would learn. And was this similar? It's very similar. It's extremely similar, actually. That's like that's that's part of why I'm just like ah, crisis oh. of faith similar a little bit a little bit yeah. So have we said anything to the captain? No, you have not yet said anything <laughs> to the captain. You did ask. No, you did ask. How did it appear to you when we right, went in right, and we right. came back mm-hmm. out? And then that's yeah. She said, you know, it you, you know, she said that they were surprised that you came back out at all and yeah. in one piece. But she did ask if there was anything, if upon review over the last two days, and that you didn't need to fess up the details exactly, um, but if there was anything that you realized was not, that would lead you to believe that you weren't the women she sent into the black hole or the space, the space anomaly. Okay, I guess I'll speak up on behalf of Lieutenant Shakal. Captain Dukov, I've reviewed my logs thoroughly and... While I can't find anything that that is out of place that doesn't match, I can't find everything. So there's a lot of things that I remember and that I feel like I knew or could do telepathically um, senses that I, f- I don't feel as in touch with any longer. Um, I don't think I'm in the same place that I was born. She nods, you know, this is, she nods uh, kindly and she looks to the rest of you and she says, to be clear, nothing you say here is going to change my mind about the women who I want to believe who you are. I don't think that you've gone through this anomaly and have come all come back secret Romulan agents or something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to throw you in the brig. You, The last two days you have continued to act as the women I knew on my ship. 
Um, and until you betray my trust or anyone else on this ship's trust, I'm going to continue treating you the same as I did before. So unless you tell me something completely shocking, then I, my mind has not yet been changed or is, and is unlikely to change. I don't feel I'm significantly different than the woman you probably knew, but I just don't think I am fundamentally her. Does, is everyone concur? Do you, have you all found similar things in your records that would lead you to believe or feel the same way? Um, Penny speaks up at this point and says, um, I know you don't know me from my record at this point yet, but um, there's there's some things that are very confusing to me and um, an emotion that I have a hard time embracing is fear. And that's kind of what I feel right now. I It's totally understandable. Very few people go into supposed black holes and come back out. I'd say the only other person who did was Vulcan, so... You do have that going for you. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still scary. Look at the bright side, Penny. I know, oh, yeah. I remember that about you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Poza sits down next to Penny, not particularly out of like, oh, that's somebody I want to sit next to, but uh, there was a place I wanted to sit and she was nearby. Um, so I feel like Poza would, <laughs> I know, details. I feel like Poza would, uh, would, when she says, you know, I, I don't subscribe to fear, but that's what I feel right now. I might sort of, sort of, not necessarily subconsciously, but, um, there's a word for it, but I, I, I would reach out and maybe like touch her arm or her hand or something that I could touch because I'm sort of in the same boat. She looks at Loxus. What about you? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest... I'm not entirely sure. Fair enough. Well, I want you to continue monitoring, you know, both your thoughts, any discrepancies you realize in your record. You know, I suppose standard Starfleet protocol would be as soon as you realize that there's a discrepancy that you make note of it, make official record of it and report it to me as soon as possible. Let's leave the official record out for now. If there's something that comes up and you realize it's a major issue, come speak to me. It can be off the record until we decide we need to put it on the record. I haven't told Starfleet anything about this yet. I, I told them we encountered the anomaly because they are the ones who requested that we investigate it. And I told them that the anomaly disappeared. And I gave them the readings that your shuttle presented. And I suppose at some point, the eggheads at Starfleet are going to realize that there's something wrong or different about the readings on the shuttlecraft. And they might have some questions about the women that were in the shuttlecraft. But I'll fend them off for as long as I can until we, we all have a clearer picture together. Captain, um, one more question. I, <laughs> surprisingly, please forgive me if I am correct or insulting in this fact, but you worry about us being different women, and I understand that you, you don't actually believe that. But what, why should we not worry about this being a different ship you're asking why obviously we're we're worried you're asking now why you shouldn't be worried is that correct lieutenant right yes yes ma'am that's a good question and i agree so <laughs> i keep your ears open your eyes open make note of unofficially make note of everything that maybe surprises you or shocks you but you all seem to be perfectly capable 
I mean, nobody went into that anomaly and came back out an idiot, to put it lightly. <laughs> we were idiots to start, so. <laughs> Did you More say that? of an Did idiot. Did you say that out loud? No, 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 oh, okay. no. <laughs> I could just see your character would, though, right? Like, yeah. I kind of, I kind of like look around, like, oh, well. Oh. <laughs> One of those things where you're like, why does our captain trust us so much? Mm-hmm. You got a real case of main character syndrome here, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, do we? Can I assume that we all remember at least the like experience? Like, do we all have the same memories of the experiences that we've had on the ship together so far? We haven't really talked to each should, other. Have should we a, talk about that? That's a good question. Are you are you not all individually different women from individually different universes? Right. And is there a way to figure that out? I I don't know. I feel like like uh, Shakel wouldn't. I have a code where I can't like read everybody's mind. Right. But I well, think without I their might, permission. Right. Without their permission. But I think I might want to ask the captain if I can read her mind and just see if this universe, I mean, if she's, you just if I can compare, you know what I mean? Oh, like, right. You're just baseline, trying to get like, you're trying to establish a baseline for. Right. I think I'm pretty convinced. I think Shaquille is pretty convinced that we are, that I'm, that I'm not in the same place. Oh shit. Like, I think I'm pretty sure, but I but that would be like a 100% guarantee of how I could figure it out from my understanding. So, do you want to ask her? I think so, but I think I'd do it like outside of. Oh, okay. Separate. Of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not with everybody. I'm I'm sorry. Are we going to discuss amongst each other at some point or I mean, I I, think, I feel like Pose would we want would. to, so. But maybe I say to to um to Kov right now like um, Captain, I would like to have a word with you in private. No, oh, of course. Yes. Um, unless anyone else has something to say, uh, you're dismissed. Just let me know if anything strange occurs. Captain, I would like to speak with you in private as well, but um, there's there's no rush. So right. um, I get up well. and start walking out. So Loxa says you get up <laughs> as you get up and start walking out. Uh, you actually suddenly feel an extreme pain through every fiber of your body, uh, every fiber of your being is gripped with excruciating pain. I double over and kind of just kind of I run over to her, Posa. Yeah, and as you run over as you run over to her, um, do you touch her or anything like that? Yeah, no, I would definitely like reach down and kind of squat down with her if that's get on her level and kind of put my hands on her. Sure. Um, and as you, and Takov does the same, she comes rushing over. And as you're, um, sort of touching her, you know, making sure she's okay, right? Sort of doing some preliminary, just looking her over. Yeah. You realize all of her, all of her fingernails have fallen out of her fingernail beds. Barf! Oh, jeez. Okay. I have really cute nails. Somebody should gather those up and glue them on. <laughs> Like a dentist's office, like where you put your teeth in milk, and if you get there within a half an hour, exactly. Somebody put that shit in some milk for me. Come on. I'm not saying that obviously, but you can read my mind, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Right. Replicator one milk, lukewarm. <laughs> and then it's Thank over. You. Then the pain is gone. Are the nails still off? Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. There's no blood. There's no... It the doesn't look fuck? like a wound. Your nails have literally just been shed from your nail beds. The fuck? And sh- she has, like... no, And you know they're not fake because where her nails are, right? There's no There's no nails. It's just the fleshy bed underneath. Loxus, are... What... Are you okay? Do, should we... Captain, should we... I feel like we should take her to the infirmary. Like, the captain says, yes, absolutely. Let's get her to the infirmary as soon as possible. Thoughts, thoughts. Nails usually just don't fall off in that no. way. I hand her the glass of milk I replicated. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of, like, scoop up a couple of them. Just like, Fuck. oh, That's God. So just put them in the are, milk. <laughs> are my teeth still there? My eyebrows yeah. still no. there? <laughs> Everything okay. else is in place. It's just your, all of your nails. And as you get up and walk around, you can feel that your toenails have also just locked inside your boots. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. I gotta take off my boots right fucking now. This is disgusting. Does it hurt? Okay. Like, no, it the, actually, the soft no. bed? It doesn't hurt. I mean, I don't know if have you ever lost, like, you know, what happens to me and Danny, right, is we'll bump our fucking pinky toenail on something and then it'll just fall off. <laughs> it does not hurt. It's just I've lost gone. a big toenail a few times and I can say that the initial thing hurt like that me. hurts. So. It hurts like hell when it happens. But and that's then why you after, doubled over. The, but when the nail falls out, you know, you've just kind of got that. It's just, you know, it's just like skin. It's... It's maybe a little soft and tender because it's usually covered by the nail. Yeah. (laughs) But but like I said, it's not like there's no open wounds. It's not like it got ripped. It's not like it got ripped out of your nail bed. So it's not bloody or torn or anything like that. They literally just fell out. They just gave up the ghost. We better not be um, evolving into lizards. Oh God! We didn't. Oh, we didn't break the warp man. barrier for Christ's sake. You're gonna. So you're all gonna make babies with Captain Tikov, <laughs> and we'll just leave him on a planet. Who cares? Then it'll only be kind of awkward for like an hour afterwards, and then we'll just forget about it. And then the next episode. <laughs> no problemo. I am taking off my boots, and you know. Emptying out my, my disgusting nails. We don't have to keep those. You like dumping your nails out of your shoe like sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I would, I would like to sort of loop and uh, ask, uh, what is it, Transporter Chief McKinley? Yes, to transport us to site to site. Bay. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're just gonna do it straight point to yeah. point. Uh, yeah, the McKinley is French, right? Yes. We 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 we. And she <laughs> she transports you all, including the captain. The captain says, you know, signs off on it. Um, the captain says, actually, yes, uh, five, right? Is that how many? Five yeah. to six. Five to six bay, and you are all transported. So you're in sick bay. So do we get some scans or? Oh yeah. Scan it up. Scan us up fucking good. The captain asks, tells you all to get on, what are the beds called? The, the space name? Med Bay. Med Bay. Med Beds. Med Beds. <laughs> med Beds. <laughs> I like that. She says, get on those, get on the Med Beds. She, has, she doesn't say it like that. That's the sake talking. <laughs> beds in the Med Bay. Christ. Um. Yeah. No, don't they have a special name, though? I thought they did. I don't think so. Well, I'll Google it. It's the Observation Lounge all over again. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I don't want anyone to add us because we can't remember the specific name. Please, nobody is going to add us. (laughs) At Mamre Alpha, if you want to, though. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, if there's people out there who are listening who want to add us, just go ahead. Yeah, add us. I don't mind. Please, please, actually, can you add us? Because our memories are terrible. We fucking love Star Trek. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Heather did, wasn't able to join us because she's an adult with adult responsibilities. But many of us have been on multiple Star Trek cruises, so... Yeah. We know our shit. We just can't remember it half the time. That's the problem. Okay, Susie. Biobed. Thank you. <laughs> Biobed. I knew it had a I name. like Medbed better. <laughs> it sounds Can we catchy, call right? Medbeds. Cecilia McKenzie calls them Medbeds. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Her Scottish ass she accent. Would. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, get those girls on the Medbeds. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone who's Scottish starts their sentences with ah, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, doctor. It's the only way to get in character. <laughs> yeah, I'll run over to a to a bed and like take my boots off and just be like staring at my nails and my toes and just be like, oh fuck. Everyone else is fine. I mean, you've all got your fingernails. It's just Loxus, you know. You got your right. boots off. You got your nails in a glass of milk. You're sitting on the bio bed, and the doctor comes over and looks at you, and she's like, she takes the glass of milk. <laughs> she looks at her she's like I see we've got some uh, 21st century medicine at work here <laughs> and Penny raises her hand and says that would be me Yeah. ah <laughs> uh, uh, yes our 20th century expert I like to think she's got like a strainer that she can just pour that out yeah. into she just like dig around in the milk for the nails <laughs> so what oh. Mackenzie actually does is she runs some scans on Loxus real quick and then she just gets one of her instruments out and she points it on Loxus's fingernails and just like pushes the button and Loxus's fingernails just regrow. Nice. You're gonna have to repaint. You're gonna have to repaint them, but uh, <laughs> I think it's gonna be okay. Oh shit! That's what takes the longest. In Star Trek, in Star Trek, do you think they have that um, fifth element tech where you Fuck, just can yeah, touch the? pen to your nails and it like oh a hundred percent changes colors absolutely yep. mr zorg's outfit didn't um tng had mop like mop that barber or whatever they like they had a fucking right, right. Yeah. salon <laughs> yeah but yeah i guess there's no flow bees but there are <laughs> so excelsior excelsior model ships you know don't have the room for a full salon but what you have is like a kiosk with like sort of yeah you have like a space flow bee <laughs> and like a little kiosk that you can put your nails into. So we're basically yes. at the mall with all yeah. like they're trying yeah. to put lotion on us. Yeah, it's like a there. like a Jumja stick stand, but instead. <laughs> yes, yep, fucking Jumja. You don't get the personal touch of a personal barber or nail technician, but, but you can go ahead and use the Floby. Yeah, and the the nail machine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll be all right. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we pretty gotta, big tangent. We gotta explore canon when we can, you guys. Right. <laughs> it's true, it's true. So does the doctor look at the rest of us? No, she definitely does. Okay. And she runs some more scans on you. She says, well, you look just the same as you did when you were here in two days ago. But uh, I really wish I could have scanned Loxus when she was gripped with her pain. I could have gotten some different readings. Would it be okay to keep one of you overnight? Or all of you? I would stay. Pozo would be like, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Just in case it happens again, I'd like to scan you when it happens. Yeah, it sucks, so... Shoot. 
So, sounds like we have two volunteers to stay in uh, Med Bay. Yeah, I mean, I'll stay, but I do want to still talk to the captain. So, I mean... Sure. No, right. if you... Yeah. It, as long as you stay near Med Bay. Um, or you could go even into the doctor's office and talk. Yeah, well, I'll go into that extra doctor's office where Bev declares everybody dead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so in the doc's office, um, is Takov with me? Yes, she's joined you okay. in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say I'd probably ask her, like, you know, I know this is a little uh, out of the ordinary, but I'd like the opportunity to to read you telepathically and, and vice versa even so that we can confirm what I strongly suspect is true that I that I'm not the Shaquille that you've always known. She narrows her eyes and thinks for a moment and she looks at you. She purses her lips. She says, I normally don't like people meddling in my memories, Lieutenant, but if I I have, if I have your guarantee that you will only do a baseline delve and nothing deeper, and I will promise to do the same to you. And she says that knowing she's not anywhere near as psychic as you are. She's just Vulcan, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Tuvok was so loose and free with those mind melds until the point where he was barely himself anymore. He would mind meld literally anybody. God. He mind melded a Borg fucking collective. Like, dude's <laughs> out of control. He's my man. <laughs> but regular human, I mean, regular Vulcans aren't going to do that no. shit. So I'd say we wouldn't mind meld in this situation. No. It's not life or death. Um, but if I'm, if I'm reading her and, and telepathically, I feel like she could read me in a sense as well without, without it going too far. She'll reach out and touch you sort of on the shoulder. And she says nothing more. And I nod. And then. Do you want me to roll for it or? Well, what are you going to do? You tell me. Well, no, I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to do anything that the captain doesn't want me to do. So I'm just going to. Then you don't need to roll. If you were trying to scan any deeper than base, any deeper than basically what the consent she's already given you, I'd make you roll. But because she's already said okay, then no roll. You um, reach out, touch her telepathically. She actually physically reaches out and touches you on the she like the kind of like your wrist. She gets skin to skin, and um, you know only lasts a brief second. Right, that's all you need. Um, but uh, your suspicions are confirmed. This is not. This is the same woman but it's not the same woman right what snap if there is a telepathic like wave it's out of sync with the one you had measured previously right okay it almost lines up right you're looking at you know if you were trying to overlay the rhythm that you had measured it's close but it's not the same it's close enough where you're like well this is obviously the same woman I mean other than what the rest of your senses tell you um, the the signature you got from her mentally is essentially the same, but it's not quite right. the same. So, so let's say, I don't know if there's some kind of visual representation of what Shaquille can do telepathically. It's almost like ghost version of Takov that I remember yeah. and like Takov herself, like just a little to the right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's just kind of phase shifted over to the right, like one like inch or two inches, right? And then so I think I would share with her that, yeah, that confirms for me everything that I suspected already that this is, that we're not exactly the same people. This isn't the exact same universe, but it's near 
and then I did Takov able to sense a similar. She nods her head and she says, "Yes, what your what you said matches my intuition. I do not feel that you're exactly the same person, but I do feel you were close enough to the person that I knew that it does not affect how I, for a lack of better term, feel about you." I concur. Thank you. That's really all I, I just wanted to confirm. I appreciate it. She nods. And then she motions back out toward the med bay, main med bay. Before you guys come back out, though, um, while this was going on in the um, other office, um, mm-hmm. Penny talks to Poza, um, who's in the bed like next to her, and she just says, hey, um, as a Vulcan, it's very concerning to me that Captain Takov was actually showing empathy almost when we were in the conference room. I think that would be a thing that I'd want to talk about because um, as a Vulcan, you're not supposed to really have emotions. And I noticed that there were emotions there. So I was like, did you notice that? Isn't that weird? Uh, That's really observant for hardly knowing the captain. But I, I mean, I guess I saw that, but I didn't. I mean, I'm lost in my own shit, man. Like, I don't know. We're a ship full of fucking weirdos. I mean, so the fact that the captain maybe displayed uh, some sort of empathy, some sort of understanding mm-hmm. of our situation, I mean, I guess that's technically because she's a Vulcan in whatever universe is kind of weird. But, um, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of blindsided, so... Mm-hmm. From what we were, I mean, Penny didn't know Takov well, right? I was going to say I don't know the I don't know the captain. I've only been here a few days. I'm just saying, as a Vulcan who has embraced empathy, seeing another Vulcan also showing empathy strikes me as weird. So I'm kind would, of. Would you say Susie OG Universe Takov would also show empathy, or is that is that something we would notice as odd? No, I feel like we canonized her as showing. A bit of emotion like all Star Trek Vulcans do do. <laughs> Takov is, is not any fundamentally different. In fact, um, she has expressed some minor annoyance, some minor, um, not anger, but um, irritation in the past. Uh, in the last, you know, the last prior 10 episodes or whatever. She... For the most part, has her shit on lockdown, but every now and then, you know, you realize eh, the captain's maybe got a little meditation to do or something like that, you know. <laughs> okay, and that's and that's what I I was trying to imply that you know there's been times where she's sort of gone outside the Vulcan norm, but I'm also like too caught up in my own shit. So yeah, so Penny just kind of nods and says okay, and puts her head back down on her pillow in her med bed. it's not even a pillow it's just sort of a puffed up part of the it's a triangle all the (laughs) canonically star trek pillows are triangles for some Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. so the captain will leave you to dr mckenzie's care for the evening um i wanted to talk to the captain too but oh yeah so if you want to talk to the captain go ahead okay like as soon as i see shakel um i uh Penny and I have already kind of had our conversation. I'm mm-hmm. going to see Chiquel walk out and you kind of seem like you're maybe on your way out and I want to, you know, flag you down and, sure. and um, 
Captain, I, I did want to speak with you personally, just just real quick. If Of if course. Could, please. Completely understandable. If any, And she looks at all of you and she says, if any of you ever need to have a private conversation with me about any of this. I mean, I do have to sleep and eat and shower, <laughs> but my door is open to you. And then uh, goes back to the office so she can talk to you, uh, Posa. And, and none of us know what Shaquille just learned. No, Mm-mm. unless and w- she shares it, but not, as right. of this moment, no. Okay. Um, and I, scientifically, I'm slightly suspicious, but also, again, caught up in my own shit, kind of selfish, kind of self-centered. So, um, Captain, I um, wanted to talk to you. Uh, when I searched through my records, I honestly wasn't expecting to find anything. I thought this was just sort of a silly thing for us to be doing i mean Mm. we just were researching a thing and you know we dreamed about something but when i look back through my records uh i didn't have any brothers or sisters it was just me oh yes i know that you lived with your family on a farm yes is that correct yes yes um uh what i learned you know it was it was (sighs) living through that moment again I, i I do know that I did something a little differently. I think I was more adamant about leaving Bajor and my mother. <sighs> well, anyway, I um I have two siblings, two a half brother and a half sister that my mom had after I was gone, after my my father was gone. Uh they you didn't have, You have no memory? No, I, I I never had a brother or a sister. My mom never even remarried. She just, she ended up leaving the farm and moving into the city. And that was it. I, I. So you're, you're telling me that upon review of your record, you realize you were experiencing quite a fundamental change in your history. Yes. If, it's... if, if you were to reconnect with your mother today, it might be quite awkward with you for you. Is that correct? Well, she actually, um, your father's timeline has it changed at all? No, my father still, still, he joined the rebellion and he still died. That's that's the same. And and my mother, she she went on to remarry and have two children, but she also died. She's not she's not around. It's just it's just my siblings mm. now that didn't exist before. The captain looks at you and does the standard Captain Takav nod. She says, well, I don't know how to counsel you properly. But what I can suggest to you is that your brothers and sisters, even though you do not remember them, know of you. And if you were an only child in your previous life, well, this may be a blessing for you. I never had a reason to go back to Bajor. Maybe this is the opportunity that you lacked in your prior life. I, it's still hard to, it's hard to grasp, Captain. And it will be difficult for you to bond with a brother and sister that you have no memory of. And it may be difficult for you to ever tell them that you have no memory of them. And I will leave that to you. And if you ever require my counsel, I will provide it. But, Lieutenant, this may be a silver lining that you did not have before. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Captain. That's, that's very 
that's very kind of you. Um, I will certainly take that under consideration. Thank you. And I just leave. I'm very confused because that was not like Takav at all. <laughs> Let's say since um, Penny did a, a sidebar, I'm going to do a sidebar. The funny thing, I just want to say that the funny thing about that is that you guys don't really know Captain Takav, right? Yeah. And you know her as, you know her well. as your captain, but you've never spent... Not even this much time with her. Right, exactly. There's never been a yeah. cheer up my lads moment where you're like, well, that's no. not right. Right? You where you don't have a, other than Danny's psychic baseline, you don't have like a, a personality baseline for Takav. Right. Mm-mm. Other than she paces sure. around the bridge and sometimes looks annoyed because she <laughs> is annoyed with Starfleet. Yeah. Does yeah. it seem like she cares about us more in this timeline than right. she might have in the previous timeline? Yes, but that may be a byproduct of the situation. True, right, true. it's it's hard to sell. I, like I as as Posa, I'm like, well, this has never happened before. But also, the rest of this shit has never right. happened before. Yeah, <laughs> none of this ain't ever happened before. Okay, so I think when I left, when Savia left the the doctor's office, Savia sits down next to Loxus, and we have a chat while while the whole Posa Takov thing is going on. I sit down, I go in, and I cross legged on my bio bed, <laughs> sit next to. Uh, Loxus and I'm just like, hey girl, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would ask her. I think I would ask Loxus because I do know that it's different. I want to just confirm if me and Loxus have the same relationships, such memories as we ever did. So I think we didn't know each other well at the academy, and so our main relationship has happened since we've been on the Komodo. Right. So I I probably ask her about the laser tag thing. Like, did did the laser tag thing happen? That's where we all got really close. Yeah, I, I remember that. Okay, good. And then I think I tell her like, Lox, I when I went in with the captain, we communed telepathically, if you want to call it that. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this isn't the same timeline as it was. You know, I didn't really think it was. But, like I said, I got a shady memory. I'm fucking glad as shit that we all still have the shared experience of the laser tag, but that wasn't here. Like, I don't know, can we check the fucking holodeck logs and see? Mm -hmm. And maybe I, like, quick lean over to the panel next to whatever bio bed I'm cross-legged sitting on and just, like, boop, 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 and see, like, no, that, that laser tag simulation that we created that day doesn't exist in this world it does actually um there is a clear transfer of oh, fuck ensign oh lord what's his name kipper and kipper. kipper ensign <laughs> kipper transfers his holodeck credited time to loxus a gug and and that you for a handsy you well that's not on record but <laughs> i say I mean, that though as i'm reading you know, for a handsy yes and that it does show that um, Lieutenant Shakel programmed a unique... Well, she accessed a program that already existed and that modified it. But, right. it, I mean, without being in the holodeck, you can't see how, what, you know, if the it was product. exactly the same. Yeah. But I can tell, like, on that date, yeah. we had a... We all had a date in the holodeck and we fucking yep. did, did up some shit that I coded. Yep. Well, it can't be that different. If we did that, right, Locks? Well, I mean, I hope not. But isn't it like 
any little thing can change anything. Like the butterfly effect? Butterfly yeah. flaps its wings in Central Park, etc., etc., etc. Yep. I just flick a booger one way and not the other. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still the same. Exactly. Well, sometimes, you know, you just get the little one on your, on your, you know, the tip of your nose. You got to flick it off. Then it just yeah. can't get off your finger. Yep. Gets stuck kind of on the edge of your fingernail. And you're like, oh, oh damn it. So annoying. Ugh. Brand new fingernails Arf. that you just grew. <laughs> I just grew. <laughs> the one major thing I noticed is that in my record, it looks like I just got treated for space herpes. But I didn't have space herpes and I don't have it now. Talk about weird. I mean, you did get treated for it. So you wouldn't have it now. And Penny perks up and goes, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, no, not not this me. Not oh. me, me. Mm. The me that was on this ship. Right. And that's the other thing. Yeah, mm. there was a set of you that aren't on this ship. There's not like eight of you, right? It's right. just the four of you. Yeah, I definitely can't wrap my head around that right now. <laughs> the four, the four of you that were previously on this ship, where did they end up? Where are they? What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be my immediate next thought. Like, we're not them, so where are they? Yeah. And maybe I say that to Locks, like, just as you guys are coming out of the doc's office. As we're coming out of that little office with the with the captain kind of behind me, I, I give um, Penny kind of a look, mm-hmm. uh, hoping that she interprets, as, interprets it as... That was a weird conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about it later. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I want to just like, uh, the doctors look me over. I'm out. Like, I'm going to my room. I'm done. You're not going to participate in the voluntary overnight um, pajama party the doctor oh, has. Oh, fuck. I forgot I was doing party. that. We have Never to mind. paint uh, Loxus' new nails. Yeah. I turn back around <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it. And I sit back on my bed, just fold my arms. Hey, did did you all do scans to make sure that this was actually the ship that we should be on? There's a lot of ways to confirm that this isn't our ship. Yeah, I was going to agree with Danny. You guys have now done enough reconnaissance to realize that you don't, this is not, not necessarily that you don't belong here, but this is not where you came from. Mm-hmm, to right. what extent things are different, you're not sure yet. And you may never be sure. But... I actually, I have a stunt. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's because I'm in tune with my universal surroundings at all times. Mm-hmm. I get plus, maybe. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I get plus two when I carefully create an advantage. Oh, sure. Um, by meditating to discover something about my surroundings. So I right. would like to, um, I'm laying in bed after talking to Posa about the captain and everyone's mm-hmm. talking to the captain and I'm not. I think I should be meditating at this time to try. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I get to roll my dice, my green dice. Um. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Okay, I got two pluses, and then my careful was zero, so that's just the two, but then I get a plus two, so I got a four. Okay, so what are you, what kind of information are you trying to discover? I'm trying to discover um, uh, approximately what the fuck is going on, because... (laughs) 
everything is so different and I'm confused. And um, to be fair, I guess Penny doesn't really know a whole lot about the Komodo because she's never... Right. Mm-hmm. She's she hasn't been on it. You're very, very long. new to the ship. I am. Real quick, Susie, before you tell her what she learns or doesn't learn, I definitely told everybody as soon as Posa came out that oh, what I learned mm-hmm. when I was talking to Takara. Good old loose lip so- Shaquille came out and just fucking blabbed. Loose <laughs> lips. Mm-hmm. You guys are my girls. <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, now we are. Like, absolutely. Uh, I don't think we. You here. lay back on. You lay back on the bed. Bed. Uh, and you do your meditation and you just sort of try to get in touch with, you know, with your Vulcan senses, the universe as a whole mm-hmm. and how it's affecting your immediate surroundings. Mm-hmm. And it sucks to put it in non-scientific terms. Mm-hmm. It, you feel it's like a cacophony of disorder and discomfort. You feel out of place and out of time. Hmm. And everything about what your meditation is telling you is that you're not where you're supposed to be. Okay. Um, physically and mentally. Because I was going to say, can I figure out for the other people? Because I'm what I'm guessing is going on is that the four of us are from one time and space whatever i know this isn't doctor who but whatever so we're like from the same <laughs> timey wimey bullshit i know i was just like all of the different timelines i was like you mean like when clara jumped into the timeline and split into a thousand different <laughs> yeah we don't need to hear that shit in our star trek podcast but just know star trek is not devoid of that i want to hear it <laughs> i want to hear about it it's not Dawn noble i don't want to hear about it i love donna she's sassy as fuck she yeah, does not the love best. the doctor and i love her for that Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Donna Noble. Yes. (laughs) Donna Noble. Donna Noble. Anyway. (laughs) So welcome to our Donna Noble fan cast. (laughs) Amen. Catherine motherfucking Tate. So I'm wondering if I can tell anything about um, the other people's surroundings, whether it's chaos for them as well. Like they're also in the... You're trying to get like a psychic vibe. You're trying to read their auras around them. Well, hippie. Yeah. Hippie, yes. Hippos, you're trying to read the... uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. So if you reach out with your senses to the people around you, Mm -hmm. um, we'll use Mackenzie as a baseline, and we'll use colors, right? She's green. Uh She's blue, even, right? Like, everything's fine. She's kosher. She's great. And then you reach out to Loxus, and suddenly it's bright red. Okay. And Posa, bright red. Shaquille, I mean, you're... Uh, bright red and penny yourself bright red right like you are not you don't psychically with your hippie bullshit Mm -hmm. mind reading Mm -hmm. psychic aura reading your crystals don't line up Mm -hmm. no (laughs) amount of laying on a crystal bed is ever gonna fix this chakras are all wrong yeah (laughs) so Susie. (laughs) so Susie, i should have talked to you about this before we started recording um but I don't know if we're planning on resolving the situation, but now that you said that we're like bright red and it's like, we're definitely not supposed to be here. I, it kind of sounds to me that you are. So if we are planning on resolving this, I was thinking maybe in this universe, cause like in, in my timeline, I'm like super duper into communing with technology that that's like, maybe my focus is like my telepathic ability to, fuck with technology and maybe in this universe 
I can't fuck with it the same way. That, you know? That's a per- is that what you want to do? I mean, that's- I think so. Okay. So, good thing about the fate system is if you want to, and there may or may not be a resolution for this, and there may, if there isn't one that I've planned, there may be one that the four of yeah. you dream up, right? Uh, if you impose this, if you impose this particular difficulty on you and you take advantage of it, that gets you fate points, girl. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'm gonna take that because I was thinking that my real big tip off when I very first like checked the logs was that it was harder for me to check the logs. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm all for imposing Damn. that disadvantage on you for however long it makes sense. And that if you can role play that disadvantage into a situation where if you're in combat or you're trying to overcome an obstacle or create an advantage on a situation and you realize that you have to fail or not do as well because now that you've imposed this, this situation on yourself, then that's, you know, a good way to get fate points. Yeah, I don't think I told anybody that particular aspect okay. of it yet. Because I mean, I can still make it work, right? You but can. It's just takes takes a difficult. little bit more. Yeah. yeah, you have to try a little harder, but you're trying to not sweat it so other people don't catch on. And oh, so Penny, I and I and, and this is knowledge that Penny can share. But Penny, as part of your reaching out with your meditation and your stunt, I yeah. will tell you that everyone was the exact same shade of red, which leads you to believe that you're all from okay, the exact cool. same place. Awesome. That's what okay. I was trying to accomplish. So yeah, I think. I think we all share that information with one another. Cool. So as soon as we all know that we're all us and that this is all somewhere else, the absolute next thing I would be interested in learning is like the fuck with this universe, you know, like I'd look up all the like major shit that, inf- that impacted my universe to make it the way that it is to see how different this universe is. So Starfleet fucking warp technology, the Vulcans Except making first Cochrane. contact with, with the humans yeah. yeah the whole goddamn thing I, I have a question though real quick um uh, we're in the med base specifically because mm-hmm. the doctor wants to keep an eye on us she are wants- we talking when the doctor's yeah, the doc not there she no the doctor is just nearby and she doesn't give a shit what you're doing you can access all the panels and whatever you can basically act like you would be if you were in your private quarters the issue is you're not on any sort of lockdown you just she's just <laughs> no wa- she just wants to keep you close by so if you have an attack the way loxus did she can scan you immediately she's barely paying attention to you she's like doing experiments on petri dishes and shit in the background okay she says ah if any if any of you feel weird just let me know but otherwise just carry on she goes in her room to like scan some fucking weird fungus yeah exactly <laughs> Precisely. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. okay. So again, Susie, Shakel immediately, as soon as we figure out that we're us and this is somewhere else, I'm going to start accessing all of important history. I want you to roll me. Um, I guess that would be a be careful. Roll me a careful. Okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, four. Oh, gee, well, that's pretty good. That's what I said the difficulty at. Nice. You start, okay, so Starfleet history is very large. It is. <laughs> You're just looking at the main things, right? Like yeah, the high points, you Vul- know, the Vulcans making Zephyr first contact, first contact, the Klingons and Romulans and all that stuff. An X01, mm-hmm. Kirk, Kittimer Accord. It all looks mostly the same, but when you look into the details, you notice that there's some variances, subtle variances that don't have an overall effect on the outcome, 
of like, the relationship die right but what you're seeing is that there are some different things that happened between um starfleet and the romulans and starfleet and the klingons um that don't match your you know starfleet made you take all these history courses on you know the past wars between klingons romulans i mean being the two two major aggressors for with starfleet for the longest period of time i think shakel would have a pretty like solid memory yes. based on telepathy of all of the details and the the broad strokes match up and the details don't klingons actually took longer to become allies and the romulan aggression is actually slightly worse but in the end the effect basically became the same so trip is alive in this universe yes. So, or yes no no a hundred percent Die of old age like everybody else. Connor Tripp <laughs> is alive, <laughs> did not die. Connor Tripp survived. Tripp, Tucker, oh, the third. Thank God. Alive. Because yes. that fucking episode is bullshit and is not canon in my eyes. <laughs> Tripp, Tripp, Tripp died a noble, honor, honorable, like, well, maybe if you're not a Klingon or whatever, but he died, like, he got to Admiral. Yeah. Yeah. And then died in, like, a bull riding accident at 93 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> died a rad death at the right time. Hell yeah. That works for me. Okay, perfect. It's canon. It's in there now. It's canon. Yep. Write it. Write it down, oh everybody. God. Write that down. Listeners, you hear this? <laughs> Wait, what's the actor's name? Connor Trenier. That's why I keep calling him Connor Tripp. <laughs> it is? Because <laughs> it's beautiful, perfect Connor Trenier. He didn't die in that bullshit last episode of Enterprise. No. Thank you. You're welcome. I if I we know. can if we can do one thing in this podcast is keep Connor <laughs> <Right>. Trip alive. <laughs> Connor, if you're listening, <laughs> all that we set out to Man, do, we did it. Great job, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, everyone. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> That's what we came here for, ladies. We're done. <laughs> oh God. Let me back up. In the end, everything is basically virtually the same. The effectually, maybe the peace treaties and everything, the terms may have been a little bit different and they may have been signed at slightly different dates. Um, well, Starfleet never signed peace treaties with the Romulans, right? They just always were like, no. yep, Incorrect. shit's a little weird with the Romulans in a different way, but it still ends up the same result. The Romulans are still over there on the other side of the neutral zone. Klingons, just chilling. Klingons kind of came into Starfleet in a slightly different way. Um, I think they're a little bit more standoffish um, than in the canon universe, right? It took a little bit more to come together with them. And right, the Klingons, even like in Deep Space Nine, right? They still, there was still a huge issue. They're not yeah, part right. of, they're not a part of the United Federation of Planets. They're just not at war with they're them. They're just allies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Poza would look into, um, I mean, if we're going to particular points in history, I would look at Bajor and yeah, occupation and how we dealt with it after that. So that looks mostly the same. Mm -hmm. The Cardassians take over Bajor, set up the provisional fucking bullshit government. Um, Maybe Kaiwin just died. Oh my god. She never existed. Can we literally write Kaiwin out of this universe? You know what? Like, we're doing a lot of good here. Let's say Vedic Wind like just fucking died yeah. before she became Kai. Keiko yeah. Keiko gets to fucking keep her school open. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> Danny had Danny and I had a huge fight. We had a about, fight. 
And it wasn't, it was just It like, was the reverse. I was like, maybe Kai Wynn's not wrong. I mean, I do think she's wrong, but. I mean, I feel like, and it was such a, such a uh, high level bullshit argument where we both, I think, <laughs> felt the same thing in the end. But like, Danny was so much more forgiving than I was. And I think Keiko could have like. Yeah, no. Keiko could have like just said like, and the Bajorans believe this. Like, don't make a fucking shit out of it. Yeah. Just, just teach what the Bajorans also believe so, during wormholes. So in this God universe, damn. Keiko never had to close her school down because yeah. Kai Win, nobody respected Kai Win. She never took control of the government. Sexy dude never dies, right? Oh, Vedic Brile. Yeah. Vedic, so does Vedic Brile become Kai? Yes. So Vedic oh, Brile yeah. is Kai in our universe. It's a good universe. And he still yeah. is. I won't go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Brile? Oh. Maybe I do want to go home. <laughs> okay, so that's what we know. Um, Brile is Vedic. And oh, he was. Keiko never had to close her school down. He's probably and- dead now, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, 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 no. <laughs> you guys, so where we are in the timeline is like Im- immediately after or a bu- contemporary with Voyager. Okay. That's another thing that we can check, like, as far as are we on the right ship, blah, blah, blah. Like, what, where, when are we? You're in the right. Know. You're in the right time. If you check the if you check the records, okay. Right start date, different phase variants on the ship or whatever. And okay. I feel like Danny's um, ghost lineup confirms this, right? Because she looked at Takov and Takov was standing where she should be, but maybe two inches to the right. Right. Okay. Like time is correct. Just somehow a different universe. Yes. And it's not too. The how, why, the and where is maybe a little suspect, but the when is 100% on. Heather, Heather, what do you wish was better about Star Trek that you wished you could rewrite? Um, got one. <laughs> Go for it. I have so many. Kalar is still alive. Oh, fuck yeah. Kalar is definitely alive. Uh, Alexander still has a she mom. She raised Alexander and he's fucking honorable as fuck and it's great. Can Riker always have a beard? Always have yes, a beard? Yes, 100%. Like, there's no baby face Riker. It's way harder to tell Thomas Riker and Riker Riker <laughs> apart because of the beard situation, but yes. I was going to say, he was born with a beard. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was born with the gift of beard. <laughs> Perfect. A light, fluffy baby oh, beard. This is the right. best. Dr. Crusher left and never came back. Mm. Oh my god, no. Pulaski I mean, like, forever? No bullshit against... <laughs> so we've been I, mentioning Bev a lot, so I don't know if that's gonna work. Gase McFadden, I love Gase McFadden. She's I great. But she got written so terribly. I know. But Pulaski, oh my god, could we... Pulaski like, was written so much better. She's a delight. They literally never now acknowledged Pulaski later after she was gone. They, yeah, they never fucking said a word about word one about her after she... And she was a TOS original. Place. And yeah. they just treated her like garbage. And she was such a great character. She was such a great character. She had, she came on board, you didn't like her. And by the end of the season, you loved, loved her. her. Pulaski, Pulaski has an amazing, even though she's not on the Enterprise anymore, she has an amazing career. She's mm-hmm. well respected and people mm-hmm. still talk about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Captain, at least. Oh, Admiral. Least. Admiral yeah, Pulaski, yeah. come on Fuck now. yeah. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Jordy never marries goddamn... Thank you, Leia Brahms, because that mm, relationship no. was weird and jacked. <laughs> Wait, when nope. did that happen? Uh, all good things. Last episode. Oh, shit. It's I haven't gross. seen that episode in and he has, like, quite some time. Doesn't he have, like, a slave? 
essentially. Uh, <laughs> what? Like, no. Doesn't Jordy have like a fucking servant in all good things that's like really jacked up? Like, uh, no, no, no. I think you're thinking of Data. Data has like, oh, a... it's Data. That's who has okay. it. It's kind of oh, yeah. his wife, though, right? Like, it's not his wife, but it's kind of his wife. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's Data. It's not that Jordy didn't marry Leah Brahms. That Leah Brahms was smart enough not to fucking marry. Jordy. No, 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 she actually never forgave him for the holodeck thing. Yeah, so like, it's fucking creepy. She never spoke to him again after that incident in the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And he maybe he married like that that weird girl that he like met on the outpost, yeah. whose dog was a shapeshifter. Oh yeah, <laughs> what was her <laughs> name? Out of respect to um Lavar Burton, let's just say. Jordan LaForge learned better, he got better, he got smarter, and he got less creepy, and he learned how to treat women well, and at a certain point, Jordan LaForge, like, was totally in the right zone, wasn't a creepy stalker, and he got to swing his dick around and get laid a whole bunch before he got married to the most beautiful woman. Can we do, can we do LeVar Burton that? Because no, LeVar Burton do LeVar got Burton. solid. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. LeVar Burton deserves that much. He got written shit and he hated it. Yeah. And can we just do Jordy better on behalf of LeVar mm-hmm. Burton? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just agree. did. Yep. Done. 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 It's canon. canon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Change Wikipedia. Change Memory Alpha. Yeah. If anyone wants to start a wiki for Memory <laughs> Alpha to help us keep our shit straight, please and thank you. Um... <laughs> Good luck. Otherwise, yeah. we'll never know. Um, what I would like to change about canon is uh, uh, Riker never visited that uh, planet of lesbians with inferior broad technology, i.e. <laughs> the ones without gender, and then try to change oh, yeah. it. Oh, so, so no the person tonight. had a gender, and then yep. yeah. was, that was like... It was it was the shot that that really blew it, right? Yep. It was like the three-pointer that just totally fucking matched. They had such a good chance to, like, fucking deliver it ho- home in the 90s, right? Right. And then, yeah. and, like, and then it was like, no, but it's the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men and women, that's it. Yeah. She's got to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Riker. Yeah. Thanks for swinging your dick in here. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Usually I'm all for that, but this time is a little much. He didn't do a great so job. So our first officer, our first officer, Commander Watkins, spelled mm-hmm. all bonkers, oh, is a Janai, which yeah. is from that episode. So are they yeah. still Janai, or is that... Um... Riker never went there. Okay. So the Janai gets so to remain exist. genderless? Yeah. 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 And and they aren't... And, and like, you know, just like things change, right? They're not actually all lesbians with inferior bra technology, but they are... <laughs> <laughs> genderless yes yeah it's not it's like it's like a third gender that's no gender how about yeah. that perfect yep. anyway we're in the med bay you're having a you're having a pajama party <laughs> sleepover doing each other's nails Yay. with their nail guns we're doing our nails and braiding each other's hair is anyone doing anyone's hair i need to know my hair's too short i am because i don't have hair to do and so i'm doing other people's hair inside ponytails with scrunchies i have replicated scrunchies Um, absolutely so from the pictures that i've already drawn of everyone both me and locks have hair long enough for a side pony but uh um not not posa okay so okay you guys are doing nails and hair, and it's like, you've been in, you've been in, we'll say you've been in the med bay for like five hours. It's kind of boring. You're doing makeovers. Penny, you're doing Pose's hair. No. I don't have much hair to do. No, I'm doing no, 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 my hair. Yeah, Chacal's, Chacal's hair. hair. 
Oh, okay. Okay, Penny, you're doing Shaquille's hair because yeah. Shaquille's got hair to do. Yeah. Shaquille, you are gripped with pain. Ow. It burns like fire through every fiber of your being. Ow. Penny was actually holding on to a bit of your hair, and when you double over, the hair just <gasps> falls out in her hand. Am I bald now? No, you're just missing a huge chunk of hair. And the pain is the pain is super intense for about ten seconds. It's really terrible. And then So I I definitely double over. Obviously she grabbed a portion of the hair that fell out as I like pulled forward and I'm just like yelling. You're screaming and Mackenzie runs over and she immediately starts tricordering you, right? Medical tricordering you. As as uh Penny is just holding this chunk of hair in her hand. And <laughs> then after about 10 seconds the pain subsides and you're you've fallen off your med bed onto the floor and you're like in terrible you were in terrible pain and then it's just gone the pain is literally just as quick as it came and as terrible as it was now it's gone come out of your pain haze and Mackenzie's tricordering you and Penny's like holding over you with a chunk of hair (laughs) in your hand hand. that's what that's your current situation Okay, so I'm, I mean, I'm going to ask yeah, Doc Cillian McKenzie immediately, like, the fuck? So you look at the doctor and you say, what the fuck? The doctor is, like, looking at her tricorder, and she's looking at her tricorder, and she's looking at her tricorder, <laughs> and then she looks at you, and she doesn't say anything. She turns around, and she goes to her office. Oh. Doc, 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 doctor. She holds up her finger, like, one moment, because she's clearly running some tests. Yeah, I'm running my hands through my hair, like, just obsessively to see if any more of it falls out. It all comes out. (gasps) Oh, fuck. I think I'm definitely, like, gonna go ahead and try to clean it out, and I want to be completely bald if I'm not gonna have hair. You are. All of your hair, the follicles dislocate from... The pores, oh. right? It's just like gross, 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 not gross, gross, gross. not painful. Not you don't feel like you're plucking hair out. Like you know when you pluck hair out of your skin, you kind of right. get that twing. You don't get that. Your hair literally just effortly pulls out of your skin, and you're just looking oh. at you're just you have silver hair, right? Yeah, it's white. And I just that's barf, and I just pull it all out, and it just all comes out, and you're like. I mean, the more you, the more hair you like touch, the more it just sort of just comes out of your head. How about my eyebrows? That too. <laughs> Posa, Posa kind of watches her taking the hair out and like clearly sees that she's trying to just take it all since it's going to come out anyway. And I'm going to go, that's bald is actually a really good look. That works. That works for you. It's good. And I'm just standing there with a handful of hair, like, with my mouth open. Yeah, I just pull it all out. I just throw it on the floor, and I'm just, like, rubbing my head, like, to make sure there isn't anything else there. Yeah. Just over and over and over. Even after it's all completely gone, I'm just, like, rubbing the shit out of my head. So I pose is gonna, like, after saying that, she's just gonna, like, I'm just gonna kind of scrunch up a little bit on my bio bed and just be like, okay, well... Posa! Oh, oh God. Oh, God. You're you're grift of terrible pain. Oh! I just sit there, like, I've got my hands around my knees, like, my knees are drawn up to my chest, and I'm just like, ah. The pain is terrible. Posa. Yep. You ever have those dreams where your teeth are falling out? Fuck, 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 f
all the fucking time, Susie. It's I that. replicate a glass of milk. <laughs> Man, I'm glad it was just my nails. Shit. Posa, you, your teeth feel weird. No. No. Do you put your hands to your mouth or anything yeah. like that? Instinctually, I'm going to put my hands to my mouth. When you draw your hands away, you're holding five teeth in your hand. In the Fuck! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Your teeth are literally falling out. And I just, like, I move my tongue around and just... More teeth fall out. them fall. <laughs> <laughs> I get her a glass of milk. I mean, what more can I do? <laughs> and then as quickly as it starts it stops and the pain is gone and you have and so are your teeth you, you run your tongue around the teeth in your mouth and you have eight teeth left back in your gum oh, shit oh my god and you have a handful of teeth and a and a handful of a glass of milk and i turn to cilia and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> she she realizes that maybe something's up and she comes out and she's oh, like yeah she's like what's going on out here I just lost all my teeth. And she comes over and she I'm scans you. Bald as fuck and I just And then now look. she clearly sees that um, Shaquille's bald and she scans you. And she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, you know, like she's got two scanners, one in each hand, and she's just scanning the bone. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. She says, good news, girls. We can regrow teeth and we can regrow hair. You'll be beautiful before you leave. But oh my god, I have to figure out why this is happening. Yes, please. She takes all of your teeth and all of your hair as samples, packs packs them up in jars, and then she goes to her science. She goes to a science station. She's not so much like Loxus. She like re re she regenerated the fingernails right away. She's mm-hmm. not the same benefit for the two, the three of you, right? She's like taking samples and she's put, she's taking them over to her science station and she's just going fucking bananas with her science scans. After the doctor comes in and takes my teeth out of my hand and stuff and I'm not in pain anymore, I'm immediately going to go over to Penny's bio bed and get up on there with her and just like put my arms around her and be like, okay, it's you next, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> sitting there with one what hand. What could you lose? One hand over yeah. my mouth and one hand on my head, still holding uh, Chappelle's hair, just like... What could I possibly lose? Yeah, What's I'm like left? closing my eyes, hoping those aren't going to just pop out of my head. Oh. I shouldn't have given you any ideas. <laughs> no, don't worry, girl. I got ideas already. She's got ideas. But you actually feel fine for now. Oh, cool. Okay. But then... have any pens i only have peeps oreos hey everybody this is danny and you have been listening to mamory alpha your hosts would like to thank smelly tooth for our theme song 
and role music for various other musics on the podcast. You can find us online at mamoryalpha.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at mamoryalpha. You can find our other projects and our Patreon at postrepost.com. And if you can't support us on Patreon, you can still financially support us by listening to our episodes with ads. Find that link and the RSS feed details at mamoryalpha.com.